You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hey everybody, welcome to this special Father's Day episode. Um, Why are you introing my show? <laughs> What's happening? Oh, my bad. <laughs> I was like, hey, did I miss something? What show was you about to introduce? <laughs> yeah, I, for- I forgot. I'm used to like coming in for wind down. <laughs> I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah, I got a new co-host I ain't know about. <laughs> I'm gonna do it just like her too. <clears throat> hey everybody, <laughs> welcome to this very special Father's Day episode of Gay Stock Stories. <laughs> I had to do that in my bed, my, my Candice since he is my very special guest on this episode, along with one of my closest friends, Bree, which it's only right that Bree came back because this is Hello. be the companion episode to the Mother's Day episode that we did last month. So first and foremost, ladies, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Okay. Discuss and that too. Today. And just a quick rundown, like I say, you may know Brie from Mama Meets World, and you know Candice as not only the co-founder of Flawless Noises Media Network, but she is also the co-host of Not So Newlywed with her husband and Ratchet Ramblings with me and Jeremy, and more. She has a lot of jobs <laughs> at this network, but she does it well. <laughs> so I'm very appreciative of all of your hard work. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. So we'll start this the same way I did with the Mother's Day episode. We are three thirty-somethings with less than stellar relationships with our fathers. Ciao. That's so <laughs> nice of you. <laughs> I was trying to find, you know, trying to be a little PC with it, but and you said this in in the quote-unquote pregame. And I never really hear kind of the same pressures regarding forgiveness and you only get one father because honestly, fathers are men and most people, I don't think, expect men to do better. So in my experience, it's been more so of a, well, that's just your father. That's just how he is and sweeping it under the rug versus, you know, actually forgiving and trying to move forward and all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, men are real good for. I don't know who you are for 20 years and then I want to have a relationship. Yep. Or yep, could, and be crying about it too. Right. Or, you know, some of them are like, well, I mean, I'm good, love, enjoy. Like you have my <laughs> phone number, but that's where we're going to leave it. Um, so I just wanted to talk about that a little bit and it's only right with Father's Day here. Just kind of seeing how we all feel about it and our different struggles. I think that the important thing to remember is that we're not expecting perfection, but that does not mean that our parents get a free pass. So mama had her turn, her, her chance, you know, she was on the chopping block. So now it's daddy's time. So first, let's talk a little bit about trauma, because I think even in the intro, it's pretty clear that (laughs) we all have feelings in regards to our fathers. So let's kind of go around the room a little bit first. And if you're comfortable sharing, just talk a little bit about 
your relationship with your father and what type of trauma you deal with in regards to that relationship and the history. Candice, why don't you start? Ooh. Um, so my father is deceased, my biological father. He passed away 2016, like right before my birthday. Um, but prior to that, I had an on and off again relationship with him. Um, and what's so sad about it is that we never lived more than 20 minutes away from each other my whole upbringing. Um, wow. He had relationships with my family members, like my grandmother. He had a relationship with like, like my, my aunt on my like grandfather's side of the family. Um, my grandfather had absolutely nothing for him ever. And it kind of created a wedge um, between him and his siblings. Cause my grandfather was like, how y'all even speak to a motherfucker that don't take care of his child? Don't see her. Don't spend no time with her. Is not there for special occasions, you know, birthdays, graduations, recitals, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's just the way it was uh, up until the December before he passed away. And he wanted to clear his conscience um, because when he reached out, I was like, we could have a come to Jesus moment, but if you lie, we don't have anything to talk about because you've been lying for so many years about the nature of the relationship you had with my mother, trying to make her look like she kept me from you or that she was trying to take you to the bank. Um, my father was vindictive. Like he transferred a lot of his assets into his wife's name so that my mother couldn't come after him for substantial child support. Like hit the he put it in her name, the car, he put it in her name. Um, eventually they end up when I was a teenager taking money out of his VA check to give to me, um, as a former child support, but I was literally like 13. So from 13 to 18, I got $190 a month from my father who was getting a substantial VA check and he was still, he, uh, and he wouldn't even work. Uh, he, he quit working and just, you know, relied on, on his disability check so that uh, my mother couldn't get a piece of it. That was the type of man he was. And when I asked him about it, um, he finally told the truth all these years. He, he would, and he would guilt trip me. Like I either had to choose being a father to you or losing my family because I pursued your mother while I was married and I lied to her about it. Um, and what the truth came out when she told me she was pregnant with you. And I was like, you know, telling her she can't have that baby. And so he was that type of a person. And then Ooh. just all through my life, he made, you know, he kind of, cause I have siblings uh, from him. Like I have siblings. I have like a, a biological brother and sister but he kind of turned them against me and my mom making it feel like my mom was trying to wreck his marriage and stuff like that and before he was dying he basically was like yeah i gave your mother a hard time because when my uh after my first wife passed away your mother didn't want anything to do with me i, I tried her, 
I tried to get her back. She didn't want to be with me. And it pissed me off. Uh, so then he went and married his second wife and just was a complete asshole. So for me, um, I've moved beyond it because I don't know if I needed that type of man in my life. I had already struggled with men. I can't imagine being raised by a piece of shit ass nigga. That, that would have been a nightmare. I can't imagine the type of trauma I would have endured with that type of man guiding me because he didn't treat my mom right. He didn't treat women in general right. He, I mean, for God's sakes, prior to his passing, he married his second wife's nurse. After his after his second wife Ooh. died, he married her nurse. That's the type of man he was. Like, so for me, when I when I fully got to see him prior to him passing, that's the only thing that really made me uh feel better about the situation was just seeing full circle. He just was not a good person. Yeah, I think it so, makes you feel better when you realize it's not you. No, yeah, it wasn't me. And and as cold as this sounds. I'm really glad he passed away because I would have not allowed him to have anything to do with my child. So, and, and the one time that Mike met him and my dad's side of the family, he cannot stand them. Like he like, they just have really nasty energy that made me feel weird. And I was happy when we got, when, like when we wasn't around them, you know, like for at the funeral and the repast, he was like, damn, I'm glad to get away from them. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they leave you alone. And lo and behold, after he died, I haven't spoken to them since. So I was just kind of like, well, I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, they, I wouldn't have, if he was alive, it would have been a big ordeal because I would have had to basically be like, I don't want you around my kid. I don't want you around my husband. I don't want your kids around my kid. Like if your kids will vouch for you and that type of stuff that you, the type of stuff you did. And mind you, my sister is my mom's age. So she knew like what? how all Whoa. this went on. Yeah. Yeah. My sister is my mom's age. Like when my dad got with my mom, he was really disgusting because my mom was in her super early twenties. He was preying on her. Like a lot of older married men do with younger women. So, yeah, I've I've a lot of that trauma, and I'm glad that um, I got to have those final conversations with him, just to finally get the truth from him. Because my mom has always been transparent about the way my dad carried on, and not in a fuck that old ho ass nigga type. But she would, we would have honest conversations, like, okay. You know, your dad was supposed to get you and he called me at the last minute and said he couldn't get you. Um, and that's just that. But he would try to spin it like, well, your mother don't want me to get you, so I'm not going to get you. When all along his family, like his new wife and shit like that, didn't really want me around. Because how do you explain his outside kid? You could talk about his other kids from his previous wife, but then... How you how you gonna explain to your friends? Oh yeah, that's his daughter from when he cheated on his first wife. You can't really explain that. <laughs> that's not yeah. dinner conversation. Yeah, they, exactly. So like understanding that they he kept me away from them and they wanted nothing to do with me because of how it looked. I was just like, well, that's on you. And now take it take it to the uh, 
see if Jesus on the main line because I don't care. And that's that's how I've the type of father I had, which nobody deserves that type of man as a father. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, so Bree, how about you? Well, um, my biological father is a pathological liar and career fuck up. Um, I think it was by the grace of God that he got my mother. Um, they were both going to Central, but the, the story is really fuzzy because I don't know the whole story. But my mother was a student at NC Central. He was around. I'm not even sure if he was a student, but his father was, you know, a big presence because he was a professor on campus and they met and they got married. And from what my mother told me, she didn't know that he had any problems until they were married. He was really good at hiding things. Um, she knew that he had an older, she, she found out, I think a year after marriage that he had an older child, but she never knew anything about her, never saw her, never anything. So I am 35. I, my father has been in and out of jail most of my life, um, mostly for, you know, drunk driving or uh, I've seen on his rap sheet assault on a, a female. All I know is that he was horrible to my mother. Uh, my mother doesn't even really talk about him uh, because it's too traumatic for her to even talk about. And um, all I know of my father is what he showed me. If I'm 35, I've probably seen my father in person maybe five or six times. Um, my earliest memory of him um, as like an older child, I was probably about 10. And my mother took me out to see him and we met at some mall. And uh, he gave me a couple of dollars to go into the dollar store while they talked. And I went to the dollar store and bought a little Jesus figurine <laughs> and came back and he was mad at my mother and it was time to go. I just remember my mother saying, you're so raggedy. You couldn't even give your daughter a couple of dollars to go to the dollar store. And I really like took that to heart. So that was the last time I saw him until I became an adult and actually sought him out for myself. Um, because I just needed answers. I was like at this time in my life where I was like about to graduate high school. Uh, I was turning 18. I was just like, I need to figure out another part of me because like, you know, unlike Candace, I didn't have any parts of him. I didn't have any parts of his family. Nobody came to pick me up. My mother pretty much moved to Rhode Island um, to get away from him. And then when she was ready to move back to, to North Carolina, she moved to Raleigh. She had nothing to do with him. I know nothing of him. I don't even know his birthday or anything like that. But um, when I saw the mountain, I finally found him. Um, I remember going to my aunt's house and he just seemed so proud. Like, oh my gosh, this is my daughter. She's so beautiful. She's so this. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is nice. We're going to have a relationship now. <laughs> I was dead wrong. He had told me to call him because at the time, Air Force Ones were like all the rage. And, you know, I didn't have a ton of money. I was going off to college. And um, I think it was like the weekend before I was supposed to move in. I was like, you know, he's like, is there anything you need for school? I was like, you know, I'd really like to have a pair of Air Force Ones. And he was like, okay, call me and I'll give you the money. And so I called him from my dorm phone. And his um, wife or girlfriend, whoever she was at the time, picked up. And she cussed me out. Um, she told me she didn't need no hoes calling him. That I needed to lose his number. It was always some fast ass girl trying to talk to him and trying to ruin what they had. And I'm like, it didn't even like dawn on me to be like, you know, I'm his daughter because I just felt like so disrespected. Like, how does this woman not know who I am when I say my name? And, um, you know, I have dealt with him because, you know, I'm close to family members. Um, I know 
I, you hear me talk about my twin cousin. That's my um, first cousin on my dad's side. You know, they have fish fries, cookouts and stuff. And sometimes he's there. I play nice and I smile and everything, but I don't trust that man whatsoever. I don't want to really have anything to do with him. Um, I think the biggest transgression was that um, I had siblings and he didn't even bother to tell me. I didn't find out that I, you know, I didn't meet my sisters or really find find out or understand anything about them until I was about, until Jaden was about two, I was at a cookout at my aunt's house and he was there. And um, there were two girls there that looked like me, but I didn't say nothing because we're all, you know, family. So I'm not thinking anything of it. And he walked me over to them. They clearly knew each other. And he said, these are your sisters. And it was like, we're at the cookout and I'm finding out I have additional siblings. This is not how you should tell somebody that they have additional siblings. Kind of similar to Candace, he, he's just a liar. Like um, my sister didn't know that um, my dad was married to my mom when she was conceived, but my birthday is 316.84 and her birthday is like 420.84. So uh, when I told her that she didn't want anything to do with me, my older sister still keeps up with me, but you know, it's hard to maintain a relationship when you didn't grow up together. Um, so now the the big thing that he's standing on is I want you to have a better relationship with your sisters. But in my mind, like you've never done anything for me. You don't get to dictate what kind of relationship I have with people you didn't even think to introduce me to until, you know, I was good and grown. Um, so that's really all I have to say about him. But I really can't talk about how horrible he was to me if I didn't talk about how good my stepfather was to me. And I think that that's been the balance and that's been the way that I you know, kind of skirted a lot of daddy issues is because, you know, my stepfather, um, I met him when I was five and he's been a part of my life ever since. And everything that my biologic father wasn't, my stepfather was. So I don't, even though it disappoints me and even as a grown woman, you know, it hurts me to realize like a few weeks ago, he just got, well, maybe like almost six months ago, he got out of prison. He was in prison since Jameson was an infant. Um, and he just got out of prison and I found out he came to Durham and didn't tell me, but he was, you know, jail talking me, <laughs> you know, how like, you know, your man gets locked up and he tells you that he's going to buy you a unicorn when he gets out. That's what he was doing to me. So I went up to prison in Virginia and got completely dehumanized to go visit him. It was the worst experience. One of the worst experiences of my life. And all he could talk about was as soon as I get free, I'm coming to see you. As soon as I get free, I'm coming to see you. And I found out he got free. And went to go see my sister and went drinking with his homeboys and didn't even think to call me or anything. So that's kind of the relationship we have. I've given up on even the thought of maybe possibly one day reconciling because I don't have anything for him. I don't trust him. I don't want him. Um, so that's pretty much it. Sounds like I don't want to say trauma, but sounds like we all have our issues, I guess. Um, so I kind of have two stories, not dissimilar to Bree, because, you know, I have my biological father and then I have my stepfather. So I think some of the things that I've gotten from my, <laughs> my biological father is, um, holding a grudge. I know someone will hear that and be like, that's not like hereditary. I beg to differ because... Listen, that nigga is still holding grudges against my mom 35 plus years later. But when I was younger, you know, 
probably up to maybe i don't know first or second grade like my father was kind of in and out of my life you know i don't know the whole story because i never really asked for it but i know that when i was a baby my mom up and decided she didn't want to be with my father anymore and moved out on them on some you know while you at work type shit and you know a queen <laughs> well okay um <laughs> i mean we just did the mother's day episode so you know right but well at uh, least she was queenly and leaving when she needed to leave yeah i guess so fine I'll give you that. And, you know, I guess shortly after there, she met my stepfather because he has been in my life since I was very small. But as far as my biological father, there was just a, a point, And I don't know what the breaking was where, you know, I didn't see him anymore, didn't communicate with him anymore. And a couple of times my aunt, which, you know, in a black family, a lot of times your aunt is not really your aunt. Technically, she is my biological father's cousin by law. Cousin-in-law, is that a thing? I don't know. It's a thing. Um, you know, there have been times where, you know, she kind of played middle. And I got in contact with him a few times. You know, he was in the restaurant that they own a couple of... I, he was in the restaurant one time and I walked right by him and didn't even know it was him. Mm -hmm. And it was so weird because... He didn't say anything. And I went straight up to the counter and started talking to my aunt. And she was like, you know, your dad is like right there. And I'm like, he can't speak. What's wrong? With you? <laughs> it had been so long since I seen him. I didn't even know what he looked like. So I walked right by him. And the last memory I had from, from my biological father for a long time, I want to say I was in like middle school. And he bought me a Nintendo 64. You know, one of the times I had talked to him, I, you know, he asked me what I wanted. And then it was like some some of his sisters were supposed to be bringing it and they got lost. And it was this whole thing because the whole thing I was trying to keep it from my mom because she was like, don't talk to him, period. You know what I mean? Without ever any explanation and, you know, just the nature of our relationship when I was younger, I didn't have that big of a voice. So it was whatever she said. I mean, until I went behind her back and was talking to him anyway. And so they got lost and they called the house and I you know, had to end up giving my mom the phone because I didn't know how to direct them to our house. You know, so that was a whole thing. I got the the N64, but it was this whole ordeal from her. And again, it was, you know, her putting her foot down about me not talking to him. And that was the last time I had spoken to him until i was in my 20s i was out of my parents house um and i don't know if i talked about this on the show but fast forward you know other family members found me on my old facebook profile and i ended up getting in contact i made the decision because they kind of put it in my hands they were like well here's his number call him and you know we've had some type of relationship over the years I found out he has, you know, other kids similar to you, Candace. He has older kids that are closer to my mom's age. He was a little bit older when he met my mom. My mom, when she had me, was 22 and he was 37. 
And so now he's in his 70s and, you know, he's kind of it's weird. And, I, you know, I've asked him about it before because he kind of puts me on this pedestal. And I don't know if it's because I'm the child that has it together the most, which I don't think I am. Or if I'm the I don't know if it's because I'm his namesake because, you know, my mom gave me his name or I guess they gave me his name. I'm a junior. I don't know what it is, but he puts me ahead of his other children. And it makes me uncomfortable because he's like, well, if, you know, something happens, everything is in your name. So you are going to be the one that has to figure out what goes on next. And I'm just like, so you want me to wrangle these other people? Like, I don't I don't know about that. But anyway, that's kind of where we are. And like I said, the reason why I brought up the holding a grudge is because every time I talk to him, he is like a literal broken record. Like if he's been drinking and he, you know, he said he stopped drinking beer, but, and I pray he has. So I don't have to keep on hearing the same story over and over again. But every time I talk to him, it's like a broken record. Well, I did this for your mama. I did this for your mama. I did this for your mama. I bet you she didn't tell you about none of that. And you know, she just up and left and never gave me no explanation. And she just kept on saying the little things. And I don't know what that means. And I'm just like, sir, my name is Curtis, not Cheryl. There is nothing I can do to help you with any of the stuff that you are still carrying 35, 36 years later. I have a similar experience and that's weird to me. It's like, you know, my mother had what's nothing to do with him and she has not spoken to him since that day we were at the dollar store. And every time he speaks to me, it's, it's, you know, I wasn't as bad as your mother said I was or your mother, you know, did she tell you this? And I'm like, um, I don't care. That's how every Debbie dad acts. Like, I know you probably was listening to what your mother said. Actually, my mother hasn't said very much because she was too busy working her ass off to raise me. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but the fact of the matter is you've not stepped up to do anything. So she don't have to tell me nothing. Your actions speak for you. Correct. Well, there it is. And, you know, I used to think that my mother was trash talking my father, but then I grew up and realized she was just telling the truth and she wasn't being nice about it, but she was telling the truth. All those things were her truth. And, you know, I, as it became, I became an adult, I realized I was very on brand for him. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I can't even say she spoke bad about my father. She told the truth about him. Yep. And I don't even have much to go on. Cause like I said, my mom has never really talked about him beyond just I don't want you to be in contact with him and I don't know if that was because she knew something that I didn't as far as Mm -hmm. character if that was her own personal bias or if it was because she felt like you know because she had married and I had a father figure in the house that I didn't need to be talking to him I don't know what the case is and the only time we really had a and I won't even say an in-depth conversation about my father is when we were already estranged and she and I met up to try to reconcile. And she, you know, it was honestly one of her excuses for something that I said about how they treated me that, you know, basically saying we were hard on you like that because I didn't want you to be like your father. And I'm like, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Only you know what that means. That does nothing for our relationship. It did nothing for how you raised me for me to not know what that means. You're the only one walking around with an idea of, I don't want him to be like his father. 
And it's like, how do you become anything like your father? And I understand that sometimes it's just in your blood. You're not even being raised by this man. You don't have the opportunity to pick up his habits. Right. Like, I'm going to, if anything, I'll turn out like you because that's who I'm around. Which I did, which is why, you know, <laughs> we can't get it together now because we're so similar. My mouth might be a little bit more slick, but she's louder than me. So I don't know. But anyway, on the second part of that, my relationship with my stepfather, who at this point, you know, I refer to as my mother's husband because that's how much I do not fuck with him. Um, and again, you know, like I say, if you want the, the story in detail, go back to episode 10, The Parent Trap. I talked about, you know, the the breakdown of the relationship or rather the 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 night, you know, Mother's Day 2008 when everything, you know, went to hell that weekend, I should say. But I will say things that I kind of still grapple with in terms of him uh, anger management. You know, that's something that I feel like I kind of picked up from him or maybe in spite of him or because of him. Um, again, just, you know, holding on to grudges, not really letting things go, even though you act like you did. You know, I, I remember a lot of instances on that, you know, kind of like a nobody has anything negative to say until you do something bad. And then all of the shit talking starts spilling out from people, you know. Ooh, that's yes. kind of what I picked up from him and, you know, his his behavior towards me. But I think. Let me say this. I am. Not. So gone in this relationship that I cannot appreciate the fact that he did do what he needed to do in terms of raising me, you know, like my childhood outside of the issues that we had. I didn't want for anything. I was always well taken care of anything that I wanted, anything that I needed. I I got, you know what I mean? Like they, they did provide. So I will always give roses on that, but it's a far cry from me being able to say they were good providers to turn around and say, but we don't have a relationship today. You know what I mean? Like there's something that has gone mm -hmm. astray there. And my, when I got old enough to really recognize behavior and what it meant to and for me, I realized that my stepfather is not the kind of man that I want to be around. He's not the kind of man I want in my life because just the, the abusive behavior, like not just verbally, but you know, my stepfather and I have been in physical fights on more than one occasion. Um, you know what I mean? Like he was one of those, he, he, more so wanted to speak with his fist when things were not going well. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like I felt like we could mm -hmm. just sit down and have a conversation. If I fucked up that we were going to have a conversation, even if I got punished, it was, you know, do things the way I want. I'm going to give you a little leeway, but especially when I got older, you know what I mean? And it just got to a point where I was like, it doesn't matter what I do. You're not about to put your hands on me. And so we had a fight. And after we had that second fight, um, you know, we didn't really have to deal. I didn't have to deal with that anymore. But it's just like imagine being a, being a teenager, you know, what I'm saying damn near early 20s and shit. 
and having your stepfather put his hands on you because you talked back or because you said something he didn't like. Like it was just extreme. I think that a lot of parents do that bullshit because my mother did it with me. Um, that my mother was just so physical with me. And, you know, now that I have a daughter that's coming of age, my daughter's 13, I can't imagine, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I've never popped Jaden before, but I can't imagine like going toe to toe with her. Like she was a stranger off the damn street. Right. Like box. that's my child. Like, like boxing her, like my mother, you know, my mother got so mad at me one time that I'm sure she didn't mean to hit me as hard, but she blacked my eye up to the point where in the morning she had to cover her with makeup. I can't imagine a parent doing that to their child, like and loving them. And, um, you know, as, it's funny because you say that about your your stepfather. And I think a lot of the reason my mother did not want me to have any kind of relationship with him, with my with my father was because she would she feared that he would be violent with me like he was violent with her. Mm. And, you know, it's interesting that you say that, because a lot of times I wondered, like, if my father, my biological father, that is, had been around, like if he had been an outlet for me, how would my mm-hmm. formative years have been different? You know what I'm saying? Like if I had been able to say I did this and I understand that I'm in trouble, but, you know, my mama's husband beat me up. You know what I'm saying? He put his hands on me. He did this, that and the other. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm sure my my biological father would have had something to say. That's not to say that he didn't my ass when I was little, you know, but it's different. You know, when you are damn near an adult. And they feel like, well, you need to be punished. The only way I can punish you now because you're so big is to punch you in your chest. And it's just like my my a lot of that is just power stuff. It's not even punishment. It's power. It's a show of power. Punishment is supposed to be something constructive. Punishment is not supposed to be destructive. There is no reason that you should have a full on fight with any child and call it punishment. That's abuse. Like you can't. You can't package it because punishment is has to come from a place of love for it to even be effective. Right. Yeah. And I never felt that. I remember, like I said, the second time we had that fight and my mom was out of town at the time when I came home late and he was mad. And so we got into a fight in the kitchen. I'll never forget because there was a big ass dent in the refrigerator from the fight. And when we got done, I was just like, I'm done with you. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Don't don't just act like I'm not even alive. You know what I mean? And I don't know what it was, but he changed. And after that, you know, I, we never got physical. And I don't know if that was from what I said or if he talked to my mom about it and she, you know, said whatever. Because she, you know, I'm sure they talked about it, but she never really charged me up about it like I expected her to. Because... um I don't know. But from an early age, you know what I mean? Like, I always felt like it was me against them anyway. So that's why I expected it, you know, Mm -hmm. and I can kind of pinpoint in my childhood when I was really like, okay, my mom is not on my side. Like, she's going to Mm. choose him and it's going to be them against me. You know what I mean? And there were very specific things that happened where it made me feel like that. It wasn't just uh, it's them against me. It was whoever is against me, they're going to be on their side. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't feel like I had that protection from my parents. And then, like I said, specifically from my stepfather, like he has said a lot of hurtful things to me over the years that I just feel like are unforgivable. Like literally if it had been anybody else that has said the things to me that he has said, 
I would have either been in jail or been dead from them killing me. I would have been in jail from killing them or they would have been in jail from killing me. But I had enough respect remaining. I was like, okay, this is a parental figure that raised me that I didn't let. And I just, you know, I was like, I'm not even going to give you the satisfaction because I know that's what you're fishing for. You mad at me and you want to fight me. But so you're trying to provoke me so that we can have a physical altercation. And I was like, I'm not going to stoop to that level. But that aggression <clears throat> is something that I still grapple with from my relationship with my stepfather. And it it's hard to, to combat that, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, here is somebody that has never taken accountability for anything that has happened between us. Like when I tried to reach out and reconcile with him, because my mom asked me to, she was like, even if we don't work it out, or she, you know, she practically begged me, like, please, you know, call him and just have a conversation. And he told me flat out on the phone, you deserved it. Everything you got, you deserved. Mm. And when he said that, I you know, I was like, mm. okay, I said, this is the final color in this coloring book that, that shows me exactly who you are. And you can have everybody like where is the protection fooled you know what i'm saying because at the time we were working together mm -hmm. at the same company you know what i'm saying so everybody around me they all have this great idea of how he is the rest of the family is like oh he's so great this that and the other i said but this is how you do me behind closed doors like you mad at me because i left for the weekend and you didn't hear from me and i came home late so you want to kick me out you want to get me fired you want to have me out here destitute because of quote unquote disrespect. And it was just like that told me everything I needed to know. Like, this is not a man that I can depend on. This is not somebody who's going to have my back. This is not somebody that is for me. And that really hurt because it's just like literally, you have been here all my life. And for me to be here at 23 years old and this is how you feel about like your true colors, how you really feel about me coming out. It just it really hurt. You know what I'm saying? And this is not even including whatever trauma that I have to unpack about my sexuality. You know, what I mean, because it was also that it was a lot of we not raising those sissies. And, you know, it wasn't as bad as a lot of um, gay boys have to deal with. But I did have the, you know, the comments about how I walk sometimes or my mm -hmm. voice or this, you know, behavior or I don't want to play football or something. You know, it was always something. But it was like even when I did those things, it was never enough. You know what I'm saying? Let so, me ask you something. And this is off topic, but I just this is a question that I have. Do you think you had an easier time because you don't per se present as feminine? Objectively speaking, yes. But I, I won't say that I didn't have instances where, you know, there was an issue. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, even before I knew what it was, you know, like I said, just comments about how I walk or my mannerisms or whatever the case may be. And I don't think I've ever really truly presented as feminine or anything. I've never really felt feminine for real, for real. Like, you know, most right. boys go through the phase where they play in women's clothes and all that kind of stuff. But did I truly want to be a girl or just present as femme? No. But 
you know, it was just one of those things where it was like my my behavior was nitpicked to death on all, in all instances. And this was no exception. You know what I mean? Because it was like any little mm-hmm. thing that if I don't do this, if I do this, it was always an issue. But. And it took the, the therapy to help me really identify and combat this. And I talked about this in my last episode that I put out a few days ago that it's still something that I struggle with, like. Because I went so long trying not to do anything with this trauma that it literally started manifesting in my dreams. Like and and what really scared me is that I was so angry. Beneath the surface to the point where I couldn't even feel it. That my dreams got so violent, like. Throughout everything, I've never had any violent thoughts towards my parents. Have I done petty things when they made me mad? I mean, um, you know. I'm to shit. Kidding. Were you a teenager? <laughs> was I a child? <laughs> was I a teenager? <laughs> of course. But in my dreams, it was like Mortal Kombat. And shit. it scared me so much because I'm like, I don't fuck with him. And to an extent, I don't really, you know, too much fool with my mom. But I'm not wishing any physical injury on them and so that was like okay this is my subconscious telling me that i cannot ignore this anymore but it was it's so much to unpack you know what i mean it's so many things that have affected me that i didn't realize affected me until you know i became an adult and started dealing with things and i think the other thing is that just there's just a lot of resentment because i feel like we spent so much time arguing about who I am and what I'm doing, what I'm not doing and respect that I don't feel like I learned anything about how to deal with life. And I think that's the part that really Man, you can say that. irritates me the most. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like my stepfather taught me how to be a man. And I don't know if that was because I wasn't receptive to the kind of man he wanted me to be or what. Or, you know, he felt like, well, it's a lost cause with him, but I have my biological son. So that's where I'm going to concentrate because it just got to a point where I was like, I don't fool with you. You don't fool with me. I'm going to go to work and do what I need to do for myself. And that's just going to be it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't trying to be around them. I wasn't trying to hang out with them. And that was something that I feel like both he and my mom had an issue with with me. But it was one of those things where you have to. You have to look within, beloved. Like, if I am your child, we've already always been around each other, and I don't feel comfortable just hanging out with you in the living room, there's an issue. You know what I'm saying? And it's like just no effort to figure out what the issue was. Like, that's always been one of my main resentments with both my mom and my stepfather is that I didn't feel like I got the parenting that I need. Because I felt like they wanted to parent the way that they were parented instead of parenting me the way I needed to be parented. You know what I mean? Like to this day, I've never expressly um, talked about my sexuality with my mom. I know that she knows. She knows that I know that she knows, you know, because we there have been instances where she gives me the, the cliche, you know, whatever it is, we're going to love you regardless, blah, 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 which is all fine and dandy until the next conversation. Her husband is saying something different. And to me, they were always a combined unit. So 
if there's anything I can say, maybe something that I learned, I guess, is not to be out here playing with these men. You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't play with my stepfather, so I kind of treat all men like that. Like, okay, like, we, we only going to do so much. But to, so now it's to the point where it's like, I don't I don't feel like celebrating Father's Day is for me because I don't feel like my biological father has earned that from me and I don't fuck with my stepfather at all and I'm not ever going to like we can be cordial for anybody who hears this who might know him you know we can be cordial but I'll say it and if he comes up and I have to say it to his face I'll say it to his face is not the kind of man that I want in my life. I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. The other thing that is so weird and mildly irritating, mildly comical to me is that hearing from other people, they have the, the, this, Oh man, you know, your dad is always talking about you and da, 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 da. I'm talking about my stepfather in this instance, like, Oh, your dad's talking about you. Even my brother told me this, like, yeah, you know, daddy still be talking about you and da, 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 da. And I'm like, that's so interesting to me. Like you talking to me, you talking about me rather to other people, but you don't even talk to me. You can say that. I hear it all the time. Listen, every time I see my my stepfather, he, you know, will follow me out when I'm leaving or something, you know, so we can have this alone talk and he don't never be talking about nothing. He asks for my number. I give it to him and I'm like, he never uses it. And it's just like, what's the point? Like, why are you faking the funk with me? Like, is this for optics? Is this for the rest of the family? So that, you know, you hope that they don't know the real ins and outs of our relationship. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they know, baby. Like, I don't hardly, I'm the family member that don't show up to nothing. <laughs> they know <laughs> that there's something going on. But I just think that that's so, can we be honest? It's raggedy. Absolutely. I'm going to throw it out. Yeah. Like talking about people positively, like, oh, my son is doing this or my son is doing that, but not actually speaking to me. Like, you don't want to know how my stepfather keeps tabs on me. He looks at my LinkedIn profile. Child. And everybody, nobody puts who they are on LinkedIn for real. Like the only time I even use LinkedIn is when I'm looking for a job, which I mean, honestly, I think is the extent of how much. He really cares because when we had a face to face conversation, my I made the decision one year to try to reconcile with my brother, which is an ongoing process. And he begged me to go to the house and talk to the parents. And when we sat face to face for the first time to really have a conversation in God knows how many years. The only thing he really had to ask me about was, you know, work. Where am I working? So it makes sense that you only check in on me on LinkedIn because you can see where I'm working. So it's like all your questions are answered. And it's not even like bitterness talk. Like at this point, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not asking anything from you. I'm just making the observation that this is how you choose to show how you care, I guess, if, if that's what you want. I don't really know what it is, to be honest. I don't know what the need is to, to keep tabs on me when you don't actually want to be a part of each other's lives. Maybe it makes you feel better if that's what helps you sleep at night. I don't know. But I'm not going to let it keep me from sleeping. So we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and we will wrap up this conversation talking about Father's Day in particular. 
Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com FlawlessNoises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. All right, y'all, we're back. And we're going to talk a little bit about Father's Day before we wrap things up. <clears throat> Similar to how we did with Mother's Day, we just want to talk a little bit about how you get through the day when you have an estranged or difficult relationship or no relationship. So first and foremost, I'll throw it to you ladies outside of your, um, your child's or children's fathers. Do you celebrate father's day? No, no, (laughs) Nope, I do not. Uh, I mean, nothing personal as y'all said on the mother's day episode, you know, if you have a great relationship with your father, your grandfather, stepfather, uh, whatever male influence helped raise you, um, that's good for you. But I do uh, not, did not celebrate it prior to having a child of my own. Um, and I don't feel bad about it, which is why I'm mindful of, you know, what I say to people on Mother's Day. Um, if people seem like they sell it, like if a man seems like he celebrated, I might be like, hmm, happy Father's Day. But um, I'm not just walking around telling people happy Father's Day, especially men. Um, because I don't I don't know if it's something they want to celebrate. I don't know if they're estranged from their children, uh, be it their deadbeats or whatever the reason might be, or they have children that have passed away or I don't know. I just mind my business. Um, and like I said, I don't feel feel guilty about it. I mean, my father where he need to be. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, woo. Um, <laughs> I, um, I celebrate Father's Day um, for my stepfather, but I'm not going to lie to you and make it sound like I celebrate Father's Day and it's this wonderful, jovial day and I have such a a great time on Father's Day. Every Father's Day, I it brings up the same hurt. It brings up the same resentment. But I don't want to take celebrating Father's Day away from a man who really fucks with me, or who really cared for me, who never made me feel like a stepchild. I do for him. Um, but child, once we done going to dinner or whatever, I'll be sitting in my house drinking wine. I don't care. Well, like I don't, it's not a thing for me. Um, I, and you know, it's funny. It's not even a thing for him. Like my dad would be cool if we left him the fuck alone. Like he doesn't, he's not one of those people who needs to be celebrated or wants to be celebrated. He's a super introvert. He hates being the center of attention. So most of the time it's a heartfelt card. And then maybe I'll take him to dinner because every gift card, every present or whatever just sits unused. Cause you know, he don't really be into it like that. So 
I think this Father's Day um, coming, I'm going to dedicate myself to really sitting in my own shit and thinking about some of the things because I don't really think that I've really been honest with myself about the impact of not being raised with my father and kind of having those feelings of feeling like it was my fault or feeling, you know, inferior uh, because I wasn't raised with my father. I always felt like I should kind of suppress those feelings because not everybody gets a wonderful stepdad like I did. Like I didn't deserve to feel the way that I feel. But, you know, this this Father's Day feels like as good a time as any for me to stew in my own shit. So I'll go have dinner with him and then I'll be stewing for the rest of the day. Mm. Okay. Um, honestly, I can't remember the last time I've celebrated Father's Day. Like my biological father, he ain't getting it. My stepfather, for sure, is not fucking getting it. Um. My grandfather was still alive. He wouldn't get it because he wasn't really part of my life either. <clears throat> Although, um, well, I mean, and I, I think I said this on the Mother's Day episode. It was so funny that whatever went on with my mom's relationship with her father, that we repeated that cycle. But I can say, and I, I may have said this again on the Mother's Day episode, even in regards to my stepfather. Growing up, like before I was even a teenager, I always knew we were not going to have a relationship when I got older. Like just things that were that happened between us and when they let their true feelings towards me surface, I knew that they it wasn't something that I was going to be able to deal with when I was older. Like I knew something was going to happen and we were not going to have a relationship and you know, life proved me right in that, you know, regard. But <clears throat> before even that, I don't have a lot of memories of celebrating Father's Day. I mean, I guess we did something for my stepfather when I was growing up. But you're talking about somebody that I didn't really fuck with. So I didn't that's, make those memories. That's funny. I don't even remember celebrating Father's Day when I was growing up. I don't I don't have a Father's Day memory. I don't know if it's because we didn't celebrate it because I'm sure that my mom wanted to do something for my stepfather, but I just don't remember. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember because I choose not to. So like I said, those weren't memories I was banking because I was like, you are a father, you are a provider, but you're not the father that I need. You know what I mean? And that's a hard truth. Right. But, and it's harsh sounding. I know, but being the little boy that I was, the fathering that I got from my mama's husband was not what I needed. It just wasn't. But I mean, to be honest, I don't feel like I got a lot of the mothering that I needed from my mom either. Like I said, that was my always my resentment that I don't feel like they took the time to really understand me so that they could parent me more effectively, if that makes sense. It makes sense. Again, you know, like I said, part of the whole thing of having a father is, is, in my opinion anyway, having somebody to teach you, specifically for a boy, how to be a man. And I don't feel like I got those things from him. Like physical stuff, sure. Like, can I cut the grass? Yes. Can I, you know, wash cars and do all that kind of man shit on a Saturday? To an extent, yes. But... Do I know anything or did I learn anything, I should say, about how a man should conduct himself in situations, how he should manage his feelings and his emotions, how he should treat people? No, not really. 
So I'm like, at this point, it's like outside of the child rearing, which honestly, you know, I can only give so much thanks because, you know, you chose to marry my mother and be a father to me. So you kind of were doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? So we can't really applaud a fish too much for knowing how to swim. But outside of that, I'm like, I don't have anything that I took from that relationship when it was active. Whether it's positive memories, like, and I have good memories, but they are so outweighed by the negative ones that it's like they might as well have not even happened, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm the man that I am in spite of, rather because of, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes that's sometimes that's how it ends up. Um, some of the best fathers that I know are exactly like you, you know? And I mean, even, you know, that it's Father's Day coming up, like, you're a wonderful godfather. And I think you're a wonderful godfather in spite of, you know, your upbringing, because you have no example <laughs> of, of fathering, you know, that you would be proud to stand beside. You you figure this shit out on your own. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I do my best. I mean, like I said, the most I can say is if I'm taking anything, it's just how my stepfather raised my brother. You know what I'm saying? Like how he was much more involved and hands-on with my brother and a lot of it I feel like is because my brother was the sporty athletic natural talent boy that he wanted you know what I mean because it was like even when I did those type of things it was quick story I guess like it's just memories that I have that I just felt like they fucked with me because I was a child under their roof but they didn't fuck with me as a person you know what I mean like, I remember I had a track meet. Like, they loved you because they were obligated to, but they didn't like you. Right. Um, I remember I had a track meet. And I was a freshman. And I was running against, like, JV and varsity. And so I was running the 400-yard dash, which, if you're unfamiliar with track, that's one lap around the whole track at full speed, like a sprint around the whole track. And so I've never run track before, you know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm competing with older boys and they videotape it. And I couldn't even like go back and watch it and enjoy it because in the videotape, they are talking bad about me. About how I'm slow and that's because I eat too much ice cream at night. And it's like, it's that it's that kind of stuff that has stuck with me like even my good memories have a a nasty tinge to them if that makes sense it does so but i've never really celebrated father's day like when i was an adult like after all that shit happened with uh mother's day you know father's day was a wrap because i didn't have any father figures to celebrate you know, at the time, you know, I was estranged from my biological father for good reason. And again, you know, I just want to highlight because this went into the month of Father's Day. And it may even be part of why I feel the way I do about Father's Day, because after Mother's Day happened. And I moved 
in with a friend at the time um until my my new lease started with my old roommate which <laughs> y'all know that whole story about when i was living with the white girl Ooh, child the desperation mm. but <laughs> you know my birthday is a week before father's day like my birthday is even this year like my birthday was what sunday father's day is the next sunday and i just really the whole month of june i guess maybe i just attribute that because after i moved out or after i was kicked out rather my my stepfather spent the next what maybe month and a half from mother's day all the way to like sometime in in july when i finally got fed up harassing me like sending me threatening text messages threatening to get me fired from work just talking all kinds of trash and noise and so now it's like i said it's it's so many things like that that have shown me the kind of man he really is under all the layers and oh i go to church and i praise god and you know i'm a why i'm a i'm a husband and all this other shit that you know looks good on the surface like under the surface i know the real you that you don't let the whole world see and it's funny too because now that i think about it my my stepfather and i are both gemini's because his birthday is like five days before mine i mean fuck his birthday but i was just making an option <laughs> but you know it just like it the whole month kind of has that i don't know that 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 cloud over it you know what i'm saying it may even be i don't know maybe i need to speak to it there it may even be why i'm not ever really enthusiastic about my own birthday like the whole month is just it just feels like a wash you know what i mean and i try my best to to grab some joy from it you know what i'm saying like my own birthday is this month my godson's birthday is this month it's pride month it's juneteenth like there are so many amazing things that happen in june that i try to hold on to because beyond that it's just like this is like all my memory of the month of june is always getting that text message like oh yeah you better be looking for a job because your days are numbered you know what i'm saying like literal threats from the man that raised me from a baby and so mm. It's, it's going to be forever fuck Father's Day for me. Like, I have a topical relationship with my biological father, but it's nothing to the point where I feel like, again, he's been enough of a father for me to celebrate him on that day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I got you on your birthday. <clears throat> Father's Day is not going to be it. It's just not. Um, so let me ask you, how have you guys combated the feelings that you have towards your fathers? Like, was a conversation with him enough have you been in therapy or anything like that uh no for me i was just glad to finally hear the truth um after years of him you know lying and shirking responsibility for the lack of a relationship that we had um i never once felt like my mother had anything to do with it because if you know my mother then you know my mother and she she like listen she wished some days he would have been a, a halfway decent father so she could have had some time to herself um but you know the conversation we had prior to his passing 
Um, it gave me the perspective I was looking for. Uh, I am currently um, getting reacquainted with Father's Day for the sake of, you know, having a child who has a, a really good dad. And so that's kind of changed. That's been more therapeutic for me than having anything that has to do with my dad was just seeing um, that my child has a chance at not having to deal with the things that I dealt with with a father. Like as it currently stands, you know, her dad is always present and accounted for. I don't foresee that changing only because, you know, Mike had what I didn't have. He grew up with his dad and, they're really close and have always been even with their, you know, bumps on the road. His dad has always been there and make sure that he knows he's always here for me in London. So my outlook on father's day is starting to change, uh, seeing good fathers at work. Uh, prior to that, like I said, I didn't, I didn't give a fuck about father's day. Cause I, you know, a lot of the people, a lot of the men in my family are deadbeats as well. And, or if they not deadbeats, they homophobes, or it's just something about them that I just do not give a fuck about to celebrate Father's Day with them. Um, <laughs> and so now, you know, with Mike and his dad, I'm seeing a different view. So that's been therapeutic for me. Well, um, as for me, um, I I am getting reacquainted with Father's Day because I... Um, I have awesome men in my life that are wonderful fathers. Um, top of my head, you know, of course, Curtis is a godfather, a role that, you know, I that he's truly stepped into, um, you know, with my kids. I can vent to him about them. Um, you know, he gives me a lot of advice because you don't have to be a parent to have common sense and know what you're supposed to be doing with some kids. I know that if I ever needed anything from my children, he would be there for me. Um, another person in my life, my friend Sydney is an amazing father. Um, and I try, you know, to at least send him a card or something because him being an amazing father to his children, his child has leaked into him being an amazing father figure or big uncle or whoever to my kids. Um, I love the relationship that he has with my daughter. He calls her unicorn. Um, you know, he comes over and plays with my son. He's really amazing. I just don't, I don't want to make it so that I'm so mad at my own father that I can't see the value in other fathers. Um, as for how I reconcile and deal with it, it's see the Candace said something earlier, like he, you know, when she had this, this come to Jesus with her father and he told the truth. So my father never thinks he did anything wrong. So it's hard to have a conversation with a narcissist. Um, and then when we start getting too deep, either I get really upset and emotional and I just say, fuck it. Or he's like, you know, things were different in the 80s. <laughs> you know, it's it's always some bullshit excuse or, you know, your mama didn't do X, Y, Z or, you know, in my father's head, he's was he I don't think he thinks he's been a good father, but I don't think he thinks he's been as shitty of a father as I think he's been. Um, but I I guess the way that I reconcile it is. Um, Every father is not like that. Um, <clears throat> even though I go through it with my children's fathers and I, I wish that they did more sometimes, I know that they love their kids and that's not something that I, I have to question. Um, I don't think my father loves me. I don't think he knows me well enough to love me. 
And I'm okay with that. Um, it, I spent a lot of time in therapy letting go of the idea that I could have done something or I could have been somebody or I could have been anything different than who I am. No matter who I turned out to be and no matter what happened, I was not going to save him or change him or make him do or be anything different than he is. He was already made before I was, he was already grown before I was born. This is who he is. I am not extra extraordinary or special to the fact that I could change somebody when they were already set in their ways. So um, I just, I just really reconcile it with, there are good fathers out there and I, I see that happening. So I just have to say, you know, the shit ain't all bad. Well, like I said, for me, it's a wash. Um, I recognize that there are good fathers out there doing what they're supposed to be doing. Shout out to y'all, but I don't have any in my life personally. So I don't really feel the need to celebrate it. And I hope that the fathers that are doing what they're supposed to be doing get celebrated. And to close this whole thing out, we'll kind of reiterate something that we said earlier. If you have a good father, if you have a father like Bree's stepfather that steps up to the plate, does what he's supposed to do, takes care of you, has some semblance of emotional intelligence, you know what I'm saying? And is not just a flat out provider, you know what I mean? Something that you can actually have taken and learned lessons from and you want to celebrate him by all means go all out. Okay. Don't book him a trip to the DR. Have please guest celebrate him, cook him his favorite meal or take him to his favorite restaurant and don't make him pay for it. Like them bitches on <laughs> basketball. <laughs> 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 but and even if you don't have a, a good father, if you have a less than stellar father, but you still want to celebrate Father's Day and get him a card and a slice of cheesecake or whatever the case may be, please do it. If you don't have a good relationship and you still want to celebrate Father's Day for the fathers around you, please do that as well. Like good fathers need and deserve to be celebrated. I'm never going to take that away from people doing what they're supposed to be doing and not just, uh, I don't know faking their way through it so that they can get what they want out of the situation. Like good fathers deserve to be celebrated. So please mm -hmm. celebrate them. Just don't expect it to come from me because I'm not there. Okay. Maybe one day <laughs> I will get to the point where I'm like, okay, you know, it'll be just my luck. I end up with a man that has kids. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I guess I have to recognize father's day since you want to have some damn kids. <laughs> Oh, please, Jesus. No, I don't know if I can handle that. Stepfather. Oh. And mind your business. If you see somebody big up in their mom on Father's Day, go mind your fucking business. Okay? Just uh, like yes. leave it alone. It's not your business. It's it's up to that person to celebrate Father's Day how they see fit. So if they want to celebrate yes. their mom who had the wearing thought to stay and do everything two people supposed to do, that's that that's their business. Go go mind yours. And in the same breath, don't wish me no fucking happy Father's Day. I don't need it. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, yeah. I know. am I am enough as I am and as a mother. That covers me. I do yeah. not need, I am not doing two people don't, doing the I am one person yeah. doing the job of two. But uh, that my, does not mean yeah. that I 
have grown balls and for some reason need to be celebrated as a father as well when I had a day last month. Absolutely. And even then, um, you know, I I don't see the reason to wish single moms a happy Father's Day because, I mean, the, the father that you're supposed to have ain't a good person. So just ce- celebrate your mom. If you, if you right. decide you want to take her out on Father's Day, that's on you. But if you want to acknowledge what single moms do, you, you do that. And don't let anybody discourage you from doing that. Um, and, but leave people alone. Save all the disgusting Twitter and social media commentary. We see who never had a good dad by they quiet on social media. I don't know why y'all wishing people happy Father's Day. You don't know your own. But like, keep baby father. Like, keep all of that. Mind your business on Father's Day. Mind your business. Yep. And stay out of other folks. Please do. Couldn't have said it better myself. And I'll punctuate it by saying I don't have no kids, so nobody needs to be wishing me no happy Father's Day. All right. I'll do what I want. All right, get I mean, it. I thought... <laughs> As a godfather of my children, you are a father figure. So if you don't want to be wished a happy Father's Day, I'll make a note. But in my head. That's fine. Cause you know what that is? That's you minding your business, doing what Kevin <laughs> said, okay? And when you mind your business, that's half the battle. <laughs> yeah, Joe. <laughs> Listen, I this was a good episode. I was glad to finally get this off my chest because I don't really talk about my father. You, if you recall, you don't hear me say very much about him. I've joked in a group chat. Well, I was serious that. Six feet under is the best place for him, <laughs> but that wasn't a joke. I really mean that, but I don't really talk about why I I feel like that. And so I'm I'm glad to have an opportunity to come on your show and really um, discuss it, so people can get you know perspective on you know how certain people cope. Because I've never had any desire to reconcile or be like daddy's little girl and make up for lost time. I just wanted to hear his truth. And then, well, you know, kaput. That was all I needed. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I mean, I'm really glad that you had me on the show, too, because I think that there's this thing that if you say that you don't have a good relationship with your father or you don't even like that nigga, then all of a sudden you're bitter. I'm not bitter. I just I have a right not to like who the fuck I don't yeah. like. Like, that doesn't make me bitter. That makes me deciding to be an adult and, you know saving my energy for the people who I feel deserves it. There's in no way, shape or form am I bitter about a relationship that never had legs. So I don't disagree with that. And I feel the same way. Like I said, during the episode, you know, my biological father, I mean, eh, he's somebody, you know, I'm I, the, the doors of the church are open, but it's up to him whether or not he wants to come up to the altar. And as far as my biological father is, that's a man that I don't like and I don't want in my life. So it is what it is. Um, But I do want to thank you both for coming on the show and speaking so candidly. And before we get out of here, uh, please, you know, give your spiel. Tell people where they can find you and all that. Candice? You can find me in the 
the co-founder office. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at not so newlywed PC for all social media. Um, that's a good place to check out not so newlyweds. You know me from Ratchet Ramblings, um, but it's a different side of me on not so newlywed. And please go and subscribe to Patreon, please. If you haven't, um, five dollars a month gets you a lot. Or you could just make a donation or buy a t-shirt. You know, we got t-shirts ready to sell. Yeah. All right, Bree. Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at Mama Meets Pod. Uh, Instagram is Mama Meets World Pod. My Facebook page is easily searchable. If you want to follow me on the personal side, my personal um, Twitter page is at underscore it's Miss Bree. Personal IG page is Bree Tasical. Everything's linked up to the linked up. So if you find one, you're going to find them all. Um, and while I'm here, um, of course, thank you, Curtis, for having me on the show. Um, please take a listen to my podcast, um, Mama Meets World. And I know that your audience may or may not have a reason to listen to it, but I'm sure that you have a mom in your, your life, a black mom that, you know, wants to not feel so alone and know, uh, that they have someone that's kind of going through the same shit that they go through. Um, please buy a t-shirt. They're cute. Um, and thank you for the people who subscribe to Patreon already. Uh, but yeah, for $5, you get a whole hell of a lot. It's not like you get the content for Patreon for just my show. You get all the shows on the Flawless Noises Network. And I feel like that's pretty, that's a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah. I thank you both for all of that and have to concur. Please check out our other podcasts on the network. Not so newlywed with Candace and Mike. Mama Meets World with Brie, Crown and Collars with Jeremy and Bianca, and of course, the shit show Ratchet Ramblings with <laughs> Jeremy, Candace, and myself. <laughs> um, you can purchase merchandise. We have network merchandise, but we also do have a Gay Side Story shirt, so if you go to FlawlessNoises.com store, you can pick one of those up. Like I said on the previous episode, that would be a great belated birthday present if you subscribe to the Patreon or if you buy some merch. Either one of those helps us out on the network. And yeah, I like I said, I think we give a lot on the Patreon, so you won't be disappointed. You won't. You will be getting your money's worth. All right. We This whole brand new podcast, like it's not continuations of what we have on the free side. It's usually something brand new mm -hmm. and unique. So check that out and I'll be I'll be back next week. But I do want to say something before we get out of here in honor of Father's Day. Like Bree said, if you listen to this show or you know someone that is black, has kids, please direct them over to Mama Me's World. But for this show, I am interested in having conversations with gay men that are fathers. So if you're hearing this, if you listen to the show, yeah. you're of the show, or if you know someone that, like I said, is a black gay dad, or I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to be black. He can be brown. He can be white. You know, I'm, I'm more interested in the sexuality aspect of that. So if you know someone who's a father that would be interested or open to the idea of coming on to the show, I would love to have you just to have a conversation and see what that's like, because I don't hear enough conversations about 
fathers, you know, like we we see some of that on TV. You know, they like to throw two gay dads adopting a child mm-hmm. on a web series or on a show. But how much do we really know about what it takes for a gay man to be a father? So I would love to have that. So and I mean, interested, please come through. And the same thing with motherhood. You can be on this show or you can be on Mama Me's World. You know, I'm, I'm interested to see. I how- put a call out there. Please reach out to me via email or via any of my socials. I am very interested in talking to um, a woman of color <clears throat> who is queer um, or however you identify. I would love to talk to you during Pride Month for an episode of the podcast. Yeah, that would be amazing. And I'm, as long as they're queer, you know, then we're interested. You know what I'm saying? So if you're trans or something like that and you have children that you raise, mm-hmm. even if you're a quote unquote mother, you know, I'm interested in having those conversations as well. So with all that being said, you guys, thank you for listening to this episode. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you enjoyed. I know it was kind of heavy. We just so happened to be three people with, you know, not so nice things and feelings about our fathers. But I will end this on the note. Happy Father's Day to all of the real dads out there. Hopefully you are so <laughs> you enjoy your day. And we're out of here. <laughs>